Hello and welcome to another edition of the David Okon Podcast with me, David Okon. Let's head straight and talk about the results of last week's Premier League action because it was really, really interesting. It was a week where the leadership of the Premier League table there, it changed hands three times. It started with Chelsea being on top of the league and then after their game, after the Liverpool game, Liverpool moved top. Then after the City game, City are top of the Premier League for the first time this season. The first game was between West Ham United and Chelsea. And it was a very, very interesting game because Chelsea led at the break uh, by two goals to one. Deservedly, I have to say, but their second half performance was not impressive at all. Well, Edward Mendy, he's been really consistent for them. But he um, was at fault for the first goal. Between him and Jorginho, uh, I think he should have cleared the ball faster if he had faster feet. He couldn't sort out his feet and uh, he made a mess of himself. And he also missed an opportunity. Uh, he took one extra touch which he should have cleared. Um, that's how the result is. But it was a bold, bold and, um, and daring performance from David Moyes West Ham. Uh, they had not won two games uh, and then played Chelsea. Now they have now beaten Manchester City in the Carabao Cup, Chelsea in the Premier League, Liverpool in the Premier League, and also Manchester United in the Carabao Cup. So they are really interesting. They still sit fourth. It was a very bold performance, a very proud one. You know, even after. Um, I know Chelsea, some, some, some people see Chelsea are missing a lot of players, it's true. They're miss, missing Matteo Kovacic, Golo Conte, and Chilwell, a host of players. But and so is West Ham. West Ham, too, they're, you know, they're missing Obona, he's one of their key players. And until when he got injured, he had not missed any Premier League action at all, any second. So West Ham also you know, do miss some players, but Declan Rice was good, Jared Bone, Michael Antonio. You know, when it's your day, everybody just. Um, pops up like we saw from the winning goal, the Maswaku goal, wrong footing um, Mendy, but it was a really impressive goal. I think Chelsea have some of Tuku had some questions to you know to sort out. Yes, he has been um, hit by injury, so have so many other teams. How does he wriggle himself out of this? The Champions League in the midweek will come as a Opportunity, which you know, we know they have already qualified to refresh and do something new. But I personally think that this result has been coming for Chelsea. They drew against Burnley before the international break. They had a host of chances to win that. Their inability to put the ball away, get the winning goal, cost them because Burnley came into that, came back into that game. After the break, they did play United, and then United took the lead. And if not for a clumsy challenge. Um, maybe they should have walked away with all three points. Then there was a performance against Watford, which took himself called Lucky. And, um, and then this against West Ham. Romelu Lukaku is a big, big quandrum for um, Thomas Tuchel. If I, if I can recall, he was not the first choice striker they needed. They needed Haaland. Haaland was not forthcoming. And then they went for Kane. And then Tottenham made it clear Kane was not going to leave. And then Lukaku came in. He came in on a huge sum of money, we have to say. And he came in as the missing, you know, P 
piece in the jigsaw or in the puzzle is not looking like that for him even before he got injured he had been struggling with um, he had gone I think four or five games without scoring and he was completely absent he ghosted the second half of that game I don't know after I have it you know went off injured he ghosted how he ghosted it with all the talk of Romelu Lukaku being um, improving his game at Inter, his first touch has improved. I don't think he has, it has improved his all-round play. He, he doesn't play better. He doesn't get involved more. That's what I just have to say. That he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't get involved more. And Romelu Lukaku has never had the problem scoring against small teams. It has always been right from his days, you know, at Chelsea when he was sent out on loan twice. Everton and then to, to West Brom. As a, a striker in the in, in, in an elite team, his, pro, his issue has always been scoring against fellow big teams. There was some form of redemption for him at Inter, but the question mark still remains. Chelsea have not won against Manchester City, they have not won against Liverpool, they have not won against United, they are not called United because of where they sit you know, in the Premier League. But they have, and they, have, they have not won against West Ham, but you know they have not they have not won any big team, bar Arsenal and Tottenham. And if they were to play Arsenal now, you know anything could have happened. They played them at the start of the season, and you know you see the options Tottenham are having under new manager when it comes to. So it's a difficult time for for Thomas Tuchel. He will make light work of it if he um, results start trickling in, especially in the Premier League. They started first the weekend first. And then finishes third. Oh, the next game is the Newcastle versus Burnley game. Okay, one more point to talk about Thomas Tuchel. Uh, I'm sorry, um, Romelu Lukaku. I don't know if he stifles the their play in terms of forcing the team to go long whenever he's on the pitch um, instead of trying to walk the ball the way they do when they play with the false time. Uh, that is an interesting point to myself. I'll be looking out for um, often when. Chelsea um, play their other Premier League games. The next one is um, the Newcastle versus Burnley game. Um, a very good goal. Very good goal for Newcastle. Eddie Howe getting his first win. Southampton, Neil Mopé had to rescue something for Brighton at the South Coast, as he always did. A late, late, late goal. The interesting thing I saw about Brighton is they have not lost in 11 games, but they have drawn 9 games. Wow. They have drawn 9 out of that 11. And this other game I saw it, the Wolves vs Liverpool game, I did see this game. Liverpool were really lucky, I have to say, because if Norrie did not go off injured and then um, force Wolves into that substitution, with the person who came in was completely flat. He did not match the tempo of the game. When that crossfield pass came from Virgil van Dijk to Mohamed Salah, his first touch was a beautiful deft first touch. And he completely opened up the space. But questionable defending by the Wolves number three, who who replaced um, um, Ignori. Can't figure out his figure out his name now, but really questionable defending. Divock Origi, what a what a, what a player Liverpool have. I hope they appreciate him. I know they appreciate him. Um, he has so 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 his scoring prowess is so good, but he is ready to buy the time. There's no player like him in Liverpool. There's nobody who can offer what he's offering in terms of his presence in the box and the way he turns and scores. But why he has not left to find to look for first-team football somewhere is what I don't understand. Maybe he's contented with where he is. 
Um, it was a good win for Liverpool. A good win. One that almost did not come. Good win. Good win for them. Good win. It's real big win for them, I have to say. Um, it lifts them above Chelsea. And, um, I, don't, I don't think the Chelsea team is better than them, than Liverpool. Uh, but I think the Chelsea team has no depth. Um, Liverpool have a, a, a good bunch of 14, 15 players. Chelsea team has no depth. But we know when injury hits you, anything is ha- can happen. And with the Liverpool team connected play coming in and out, um, doesn't look as if it's going to be a big deal for them if one of the centre-backs between Van Dijk and then Joel Matip gets injured. Leeds versus Brentford. Oh, before then, City moves up. Um, they won 3 1 against Watford. There's no other person I can talk about apart from Bernardo Silva from Manchester City right now. Let, let's, just, let's just be plain. His second goal, which was City's third goal. Wow. We often see players do that cutting and shoots, cutting and shoots, but it was really beautiful. And the fact that they keep saying he's, on so, he's in so much form and he, the form just continues. I think he's in so much goal scoring form. I think it's, it's, it's better to put it that way. So because when players say he's in form, does form just mean scoring goals? Because a player can be playing well and he's not given the responsibility or the freedom, you know, to go forward and be part of the attack. It doesn't mean he's not in form. So I think Bernardo Silva is in good goal scoring form. He's barely lost his touch. He steps up whenever KDB is not around. KDB himself made a cameo. Um, but the interesting thing for City is how they have so many brilliant players and how one of them seems to step up when the others um, are not around. Case with them, Phil Foden, Gunduan, and now Bernardo. What a time. Yeah, Maris had his time also for them. Leeds to Brentford too. Oh, interesting game. Patrick Bamford, I did talk about how much they missed him and how he got a run in the under-23s game last week Monday he came back and he got the equalizer Brentford almost almost got the three points almost after and it was an inspiring second half from Brentford they lost the first one by first half by one goal to nothing and had a, a, a bold second half took the game to Leeds I was really impressed but unfortunately for them Patrick Bamford got something for Leeds and Ellen Road was was elated was lively I couldn't. I saw the joy in their face. United against Crystal Palace. United one nil. An unlikely goal scorer to start the Rafaelic era. You know other person than Fredino. I call him Pastor Fred. Um, what it, it was a good goal with his weak foot, but it's not the goal I'm here to talk about. It's the fact that they, they were willing to play on the front foot. In the actual sense, the first 20-25 minutes of the game, they really played on the front foot. Uh, the big call, I made, I think, is the, the decision not to um, change the lineup because Bissaka was fit and has always been um, a natural first pick ahead of Diego Dalo. But Dalo, you know, gave a good account of himself. The fact that he's willing to play some passes first time and you think stands him out away from Bissaka. The fact that when he crosses the middle of the field, he's not jittery. He's not anxious. He's ready to... Someone made a joke, said David Dalo's weaker foot, which is his left leg, is you know, stronger and even more accurate than Bissaka's right foot. Uh, it's a joke, yeah, but it, it sure goes to show the willingness to play forward. 
and if Bisaka is to regain his place in that team, he has to. He has to because 50 million pounds on a player that just comes and defends. Oh, it's only Ole that can make that kind of purchase. He's, he's the only person. Um, Alex Tyers. You know, when Tyers came in, I was surprised he came in and was not playing. Why was he? Why did you buy him in the first place? Why? Why is he not playing? You know, someone made a joke. Did you buy Tyers? And all of a sudden, Luke Shaw. They said because Luke Shaw's form has improved. I said, oh, so you bought Tyers to improve Luke Shaw. Oh, oh God! How do you do that? How do you buy one player to improve another one? Look, sure to be all fair to him, he's had maybe one or two very good seasons. He's been at United since 2014. Injuries, yes, there. But when he has played, he has always sometimes, most times, he's below par. He really needs to work himself out if he wants to get back into the team because I do, I do not see anything wrong with players. This is a fullback who's called set pieces who, you know. And Luke Shaw just started doing all those things because Tyres came around and, you know, he's English and I don't have any problem with him being English. But I, I believe Tyres deserves the run in the team. Come on, he deserves it. If he, he has half of the opportunity that um, Shaw has, come on, Shaw will not see his back. Plain time, I mean, we won't see his back. Victor Lindelof, a case, can I make a case for him not to be dropped? When Rafael Varane is back, Varane has to play his way back into the team. He has huge pedigree, but Lindelof has played very well in his absence. And then um, Harry Maguire, Tone, you know, noted that that he played that game without any mistake. I think Maguire has been their best centre back since Rio Ferdinand and um, Nemanja Vidic. Um, the started the starting point of this season was shaky for him. It was shaky for him because I think he had an extended Euro. A compressed season last season, added with an extended Euro, it took its toll on his body. Most of the English players, you know, that played the final had a very difficult start of the season, from Harry Kane to Ryan Sterling, Jack Grealish. You can name all of them. Kevin Phillips. You know, they had very starting the season started slowly. John Stones. You know, can I maybe say an exception of Carl Walker? But most of them, most of them. Uh, but you know, the firewood, as they say, they had to take some rest. I think Maguire has, has gotten um, some rest and he should be back into his um, best for United. And this is a new manager, so everybody has to impress. And hopefully, United get the new manager bounce. They have an interesting fixtures in front of them, all winnable games. Um, that could propel them straight into maybe contention for the top four with the London teams of West Ham, Tottenham and Arsenal. Let's talk about Tottenham now because Tottenham had an interesting win over Norwich. Three goals to nothing. Lucas Mora, take a bow for your first goal. I love the combination before the goal. Good exchange of one, two passes and what a goal it was. Norwich are not doing themselves any favour by not converting their chances. They are not. Simupuki, oh, they have to take their chances if they are to survive. Dean Smith, that's his first loss, we have to say. So, credit to him. I still believe he can keep them up. And then the last one I'll talk about is Everton versus Arsenal. <sighs> How did Arsenal not beat Everton? Everybody is beating Everton. That's from the Arsenal perspective. Now, everybody is beating Everton. Mikel Atessa, after that impressive run, they have now lost three of their last four Premier League games. Losing to Everton, United, 
they have not taken any points. They have not taken any points from the, that, that city of Liverpool. But the, the shocking one, shocking one, shocking one, shocking one, shocking. I'm shocked. It was the stunner, great stunner that ended it. But I, I don't know how Arsenal did not win this game. As this was Arsenal's game to win, and they took the lead. Oh, okay, but from the Everton's point of view, uh, Master Brand, their sporting director, has confirmed that he will leave the club. Um, and then the owner, the chairman, have come out to say that they'll be backing Rafa full time. I don't think Rafa has any problem. It's just they, they have not left the club to be run as a proper football club. Too many interventions from the owners, Master Brand's fans pointed out. Yes, fans turned on him. Players have not been, you know, forthcoming or players have not delivered, even though money has been spent. But he has come out to say that there's so much interference and then he'll be happy to bow out. Okay, this is where we switch to the Serie A because it's such an amazing and interesting league. I've, I've been following it closely for the past two years now. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. It's such, it's such, it's such an impressive league. Let me start from the Milan game that made them go first. You know, Milan at first, two new victory over Salernitana. But the, the talking point for this weekend's game, let, let, let me start. There were two Olympico goals over the weekend. One scored by former Milan man who now plays for Inter, Hakan Chanoglu, and the other by Juan Cuadrado. Oh, let's start from the Inter game because it was supposed to be a huge game, but it turned out to be a slaughter or a mere procession for Inter. Former Inter manager, this was Jose Mourinho, he should have. At least there was no fight. There was no fight from Roma. Disappointing first half and the second half, oh, we thought, okay, after the team, um, half-time team talk, something was going to come up. Nothing came up. Nothing came up. You know, reach anywhere. Inter are so good. Their their game, their depth. Oh, no, no. This is the same 3-4-3 three, three that Antonio Conte played, but it's with a different approach. And that's what I keep saying. I, I, for those who did not follow um, Simeone at Lazio, just, just, just go back and look at his time there. Just go and take a look. It was a fantastic time. And I, I, I believe he's one of those managers. He did. And this opportunity at Inter is going to vindicate the kind of football he plays. Just like um, Gasparini at Atalanta. Edin Dzeko, wow, wow. What a signing he's been for them. They lost um, Lukaku. So I think they did good business with Lukaku. And then um, Edin Dzeko step, is stepping in and he's doing such a great job. Chahanoglu is playing in place of um, Christian Eriksen, you know. And he's, he's having a fantastic time. Milan fans say he's not consistent. I, I say that that he's not consistent because he did not have lots of quality players around him. At Inter, it's a different ballgame entirely. And then Zo Dumfries, who came in also for another person who left in the summer, in um, Ashraf Hakimi, he got his first goal and a really good goal. Just, just to, the icing on the cake, that's what the goal was for. Inter, they are closing in. <laughs> they, are, they are just one point behind Milan and they race is heating up. Atalanta Napoli. Napoli themselves fair. But it was a hell of a game. Atalanta came from behind. Napoli came from behind because Atalanta took the lead and led 2-1. And Atalanta came back and won the game 3-2. That, was, that, that, that is a game. 
that is a game you see defenders assisting defenders. It, it, it was not by set piece, it was true pass. A center back assisting another center back. Oh, that, that was just go and, and take a look at the Napoli Atalanta game. End to end stuff. Interesting game. Luciano Spalletti versus Gasparini. I enjoyed the game. And Napoli were missing about five or six starters in that game. And they still gave the, that kind of performance they put in. It was really interesting. They played three at the back. Mirror Atalanta three at the back. And um, they did match them. I have to say, they did match them. Juventus, they strolled against Genoa. Antonio, they won. And, um, someone said, said maybe they are, they are getting back. Let's see how that's going to pan out for them. But another interesting game, if you have not seen it, you should go and see, is Venezia versus uh, Verona. 3-4. Venezia led 3-0, and then Verona came back and won the game. I don't... Uh, there is, a, there is a cliche that Italian football is boring. Oh, Italian football, you cannot... You, I, I don't want to count the number of goals I'm seeing in front of me right now, but it, it, it's packed full of goals from last season or even the season before. Just just go and take a look. Please, just follow the theory. Ah, I'm, oh, I'm not being paid to do this, but enjoy yourself. Just choose a team. Whether it's Sassuolo, whether it's Sampdoria, whether it's Lazio, whether it's Zempoli, that... <laughs> He's taking the world by storm. He's taking Syria by storm. Just choose your team. Choose your team. I've chosen mine. I won't tell you for now. That's where I'll draw the curtain to this podcast. Thanks for listening. Keep sharing. Keep dropping your messages. And keep dropping those reviews. We can always improve. Thank you so much. And bye for now. edition of the David Okun podcast for the year. Of course, we'll be talking about the latest Premier League actions and of course what we can look forward to. It's been a great year so far. Um, without much ado, let's head straight to what happened over the past couple of days. The Christmas fixtures have been hell in terms of scheduling and then lots of managers complaining about players welfare but let's just talk about results of games um last night we saw manchester city win one nil at brentford and chelsea played out an interesting one all draw against brighton and hove Albion. but and let's just talk about the game so far the last two games for manchester city yeah, 6-3 win against Leicester and of course that one nil against Brentford and it now means that they are 8 points clear but I have to talk about their performances because um, for Pep Guardiola and his men wow he's, he's, he's coming out to say that the league is not over they are still about 53 or 54 points to play for um, this season but I don't think anybody can, can put together the number of games the number of wins and that pet team can 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 and Liverpool are the closest in terms of um, run. Ten league wins, that's thirty points from thirty. Um it's a very, very interesting time for them. Um they restored their grillish and feel folding to the starting lineup. I, I love the way Pep Guardiola uses his team, you know. He he uses them so well that um somebody might not be playing. But you know that you have your time and to play, and when that time comes, you have to grab it. You know, if you're folding at, at, at a time, uh, there was a time where Sterling was not playing, 
and um, he has basically been one of their standout players during um, the December hectic fixtures and then Kevin De Bruyne but I think it's a very interesting time very interesting time for, for Pep Guardiola's team um, is this is, is sometime like this last season that they ran away with the title they were able to put together that interesting run of, of games so it's looking very possible again and um, every time I look at who has the capacity to walk away with the league title I, I, I tend not to be able to see anybody beyond Pep you know, I cannot see anybody beyond Pep Jurgen Klopp is fantastic um, this Liverpool team he has built is excellent they have been able to steal, a, steal off a league title from City but on City's day I don't think I don't think because the, because the league is a marathon if it's a one-off game I know Tuku can beat him or, or, or Klopp can beat him over two legs but the league is a marathon and it's not only Manchester City you're going to play you're going to play Arsenal you're going to play Tottenham you're going to play Brentford you're going to play Leicester and because of that you know <laughs> I don't think you're going to come out successful, you know, in, in as many games as Pep. That's why I think um, they'll run away with the title come May. And then, Arsenal's last game, I know they have a game today, but their last game is going to be against Norwich. Their last game was against Norwich. They put in a five-star performance, despite the COVID absences they had. Very interesting game. Um, Odegaard, that's to be the man for them. Uh, very interesting game, I have to say. Arsenal hitting some form just before they take on City on New Year's Day. That's going to be a huge game. Although Ateta will be absent because he has tested positive for COVID, which we already know. But I would love to see their resilience against the top teams because I did say the same thing before their Liverpool game and then they collapsed. Although Ateta was very brave, in my opinion, to go toe to toe the way he set up his team to go toe to toe with the Liverpool team, he eventually did show that. Um, his team was not yet up to the level of your club's team and um, it will be interesting to see how he will set up his team to go up against his former boss uh, Pep Guardiola and then um, Chelsea's last two games their 3-1 win at Villa Park and their 1-0 draft win against Brighton it was a very interesting game if we're talking about the Villa game because um, Lukaku literally inspired them so Villa a team he loves to play against and then uh, he continued his fine form against them, uh, but they are, they, are, they are missing so many players, so many players. I don't like to make excuses for them, but I think if they, if they had the benefit of um, a full squad, I think they would have been giving City a better run for their money in terms of the league title. But Rhys James, you know, yesterday against Brighton, uh, went out injured. It seems Christiansen is also down. Uh, it doesn't seem to get better for them. Ben Chilwell has now been confirmed as a long-term absentee. Uh, do they need to bring back Palmieri? Maybe they have to bring him back from his loan. Maybe or they have to go out and sign. Uh, they, they are a rich club. They, they have the benefit. They can splash out 40 to uh, 30 million pounds for a left back in January. Yes, they can afford to do that. And um, it's not very funny, but they are in a fantastic place. They are still they are, they are second um, and they are in the Carabao Cup semi-final, Champions League knockout stages. It's an interesting place. I think it's just a rough patch of form. 
and that um, has to do with the way Toku has managed this player so far. Some things are beyond his control. Yes, I know people testing positive for COVID and then Premier League refusing to call up some games. I, know, I think he has been really furious about that. And another thing he has been furious about is the five substitution. That brings me to five substitution um, during Premier League games. It is alleged that um, smaller teams are blocking it because they think it will give teams that have a larger squad an advantage. Yes, it will give them an advantage, but the flip side of that is that um, you have to talk about players' welfare. Many players just have to be involved so that the risk can you know, go down on some other players. They don't have to play too, so too much, uh, too many minutes, I have to say. But it's very, it's a very contentious issue because once we talk about five substitution, it's the likes of Manchester City, Manchester United, Chelsea, that uh, to an extent maybe Liverpool uh, that will really benefit because they have the pool of players to choose from. Um, another interesting game was West Ham's game against Southampton. They lost two three, but recovered to win four one against Watford. Um, David Moyes, that win against. Watford ended a run of three successive losses for them. It's been, you know, them too, they have suffered from injuries. Uh, so they maybe hopefully will bring in a striker to help Antonio in January or maybe central defense somewhere in there to, to bring in some players because they lost two of their players. They lost Konsuma and they lost Ogunna. So it is, and they seem to be decent injuries that will take a while. Sticking a blip on them. Some people think they're inconsistent, but they don't know that West Ham also have injury issues um, of themselves to deal with. So it's not only Chelsea that have injury issues. West Ham do leads to some teams have serious injury issues. Arsenal have some COVID tests, um, COVID positive tests here and there. Uh, Tottenham. After that three new thumping of Crystal Palace, I, 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 I was, I think I was on a high. I expected them to just brush aside Southampton, even though Southampton you know, went a man down, but um, it, it couldn't be, they couldn't capitalize and uh, they are still there, they are still there in the hunt for the top four so far, uh, have some games in hand and um, <clears throat> I know games in hand only four points on board, but interestingly, if they win, a big if they win, uh, they'll be giving Arsenal a huge run for their money and uh, they have some decent players to challenge, I have to say. Match, this brings me to my United against Newcastle. They were sloppy in every sense of the word. Very sloppy. And reports are emerging that players are not on board. I think this is where Reinick has, has the challenge. How does he get players on board the style? Because I, I know that the levels under Levon Asosha were pretty low. His expectations, maybe during training, were not as high as Peps or club or Tuku and this man has come from nowhere and is going to completely drag the rug on there they are under their feet they have to step up it's going to come down to the club do you want Reinick to stamp his presence or do you get caught these players that are not ready to get on board lose because I, I, I just think that's it they are complaining that they are leaving training I don't think they work hard enough I see it in their games they don't work hard enough it's, you cannot compare their work rates to what uh, um, the Liverpool team does or the, the, the Chelsea team you know when they are full strength or the, the Manchester City team and you are competing against these people you are, you are, you are up against them there is no way if you don't walk if you don't put it down there is no way you are going to 
Teams don't just come to Old Trafford because you're United and they just flip over and you win. No, 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 no way. No, it doesn't work like that. You've lost that fear factor a long time ago. And for you to get it back, you have to work extra, extra hard. Is that extra, extra hard that United players are complaining about? And he's uh, making it look as if the man is not doesn't know what he's doing, which I, I think he does very well know what he's doing. And um, United are, should be behind him. With all due respect to Olegona Solskjaer, the respect and the time and the patience and the backing he got from United and his former teammates, that should be applied to Ryan. That should be applied to every United manager going forward. That's my that, that's my perspective. That should be applied to every United manager going forward. It's just three matches. Solskjaer stayed for 35 months. <laughs> It's laughable. It's laughable that you have people expect that in just three matches and then they had a COVID break, uh, he had some time to implement some things. But your 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 the physicality of your team is not going to improve in, 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 in about twenty-one days or twenty-five days. It's not it's gonna be over a considerable period of time. Um, so are United buying in the project or they are not? United as set of players and United the people upstairs, are you buying into this or you are not buying into it? If you are buying into it, the result is evident everywhere. You can see the club team in, in, in his Liverpool team. You can see the Tuchel team in his Chelsea team. These things work. It is not saying these things don't work. If you have lazy players or if you have players who are not re- ready to be committed or who are not up to scratch, that's not down to the manager. That's down to your recruitment over a number of years. And uh, you can say maybe the four two 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 two. That's it. That's the, that's just the four four two formation. There's no big deal. I've seen, I've, I've seen that in the Premier League. I've seen Rafa's and Hotel of Southampton play that. So nobody should act as if the formation is new, except maybe you've just been following, you know, the top teams. But I've seen that in the Premier League. I've seen that with Wagner play that. So it's not new. It's not not new at all. Please, there's no question of maybe Bruno is a little bit out of position, but. I think he's, he's versatile. He can play in Portugal. He plays from the right. You know, he can play from the left if he wants to. He's good at his roaming central midfielder. I don't. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that because um, I don't know where Kevin De Bruyne actually plays his best position. I've seen him play. play deploy him as a false nine, as a right winger, as a left winger, as an inside forward, as as a midfielder. He just gets the job done without complaining. He has his preferred position in his head, but this is for the team. So that's where that's why that's where I think all United players should keen. Do this for the team. No, the manager is not gonna pick a team. Um, um he's gonna pick he's not going to pick a team because he he, he thinks it's for the sake of a player, he's not gonna pick a team for the sake of a player, he's going to pick a team because he wants that team to win. And everybody has to grind it. I'm seeing, I saw the way uh, position he deployed Matic. I'm not hearing Matic complain. I, I personally, I don't think Matic can play. Um, I, I didn't used to think Matic can play in any other position apart from a defensive midfield. But I, I've seen the way he's coming down to the real base of central defense and bringing out the ball. Oh, that's fantastic. Why are you not open to ideas? I know they have five-time Ballon d'Or winners. You know they have people who have raised money for charity up and down. So, are you in or you are out? United have to decide for themselves. Finally, Leicester City against Liverpool. 
after Leicester got thrown by um, City, Manchester City, they had to play Liverpool. And this, wow. I was talking about injuries, I, I didn't include Leicester. Leicester have serious injuries, especially to their back line. Players just coming back. No, 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 no. How they managed to win this game. Wow. It was, it was, it was amazing. The centre-back pairing they had for that day were midfielders, boyfriend, Nigeria's boyfriend, and then the Lemaitre of Ghana. And they put in a decent shift. I don't want to talk about the stats of um, them keeping a clean sheet against Liverpool and all that. But I, I was really impressed with the team spirit. They had to do this for themselves because what the season it has been for them, uh, they are a shadow of themselves or their last season self. So, they had to get a result one way or the other for themselves. They had to just do this all for themselves and I'm glad they did it. And to to to, to talk about this Liverpool game, it's not that Liverpool were very bad. They were not too bad. They lost without playing too bad. I know Mohamed Salah missed the penalty and then missed the rebound. But they were not too bad. In short, the, the two games they have lost this season against West Ham and against Leicester, they didn't play too badly. That's the beauty of the Premier League. You can have a very fantastic game and still lose. But this way, I will wrap it up for the last edition of the Dave Lukun podcast. Thank you for always listening. Thank you for sharing. And thank you for telling somebody about it. Bye for now.